What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother And we back with the Saturday Night Sit Down What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother And we back with a Saturday Night Sit Down And today, I got the honor and pleasure sitting down with a long, long time friend of mine Let's Ever, Rosanna, what's going What's on, going man? on, baby? What's How are good? you, man? This I'm great, man long. It's been too long, brother it's been too long, man. You know, it's crazy, man. Um, I've known you for I don't even know how many years. Now we went to definitely over ten years, confirmation twenty years, like that. Think, yeah, 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 it's something been like twenty that, years, man. bro. Um, and and I really wanted to sit down and talk with you because you know, I, like I was telling you before, I'm maybe like a little Facebook stalker or whatever, man. But I've been seeing <laughs> nah, it's everything that that you you your whole life. You know what I'm saying on social media, see where it comes, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs. Yeah, you've been through so much, man. I know that. This is going to be a real great conversation, man. I'm looking oh, forward I'm to excited, it. I'm excited, brother. I'm excited to be here, man. You've always been a you know positive energy. Always show me love every time. You know, you've seen like my falls, my 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 gains, my wins, and you've always shown me love. So I appreciate it. No, of course, of course, man. I, I genuinely love to see my people succeed, man. So I'm I'm so happy and so um, you know proud of everything you be able to do in your life, Thanks, and it's bro. just the beginning, man. I know we got a lot more coming. So I'm so gotta I'm keep excited. Winning, baby. Into, we gotta keep winning. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, <laughs> man. So the the. The, the reason why I had you on here and stuff, as I know you said you listened to a couple of my episodes and everything, is that, um, you know, we've all struggled growing up and trying to find yeah, our man. place in this world. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the, sure. the, the right, the wrong. And, and, and um, you know, coming before social media, you know, we didn't have the access to so many people and see how many people are like us out there within right, reach. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I know for myself is that I kind of hid a lot of things about me. I kind of painted myself to try to fit in into places mm-hmm. where I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. And that led me to a lot of depression and anxiety and sadness because I wasn't being true to myself. Yeah, brother. You know, that's a thing. That's a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And having conversations with people like you and people who've been there, you know, the highs, the lows, and what we didn't know to come, maybe we can make it easier for the generation coming up behind us to see, you know, really be who they are and just just grow and help them a little bit easier transition into becoming adult. It's a man, however you want to put it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, So when I sit down with everybody, my very first question to you, you know, and getting your idea is, what do you think are some of your, the main qualities or characteristics it takes to being a good person or a good man? Yeah, I mean, I would say definitely keeping an open mind. You know what I mean? I think... You know, it's not judging before you get to know the person. Absolutely. You know what I mean, it's being able to, you know, explore and learn from people and their experiences and, you know, and listening. I think if, you know, one of the biggest characteristics I think that makes people good people is their ability to listen and actively mm-hmm. listen. You know, yes, because yes. you can you can just look and pretend that you're listening or just like, you know. But at the end of the day, it's it's about actively listening, actively participating in someone's conversation and story. Um, I think that's definitely super important. Um, and like I said, being open-minded, uh, being honest with yourself, you know, and more importantly with yourself. You got to be honest with yourself before you can be honest with anyone else. Absolutely. Right? So, um, And I think just being, uh, you know, happy. <laughs> I mean, it sounds a little like, you know, simple, but at the end of the day, it's comes down to just being a happy person. I think when you project happiness, yes, um, I think you, you receive it and then more happier people <laughs> will start being around you. And I think that's all good energy, you know, that, that, you know, people can bring to your life. And I think that helps you 
in every every single day struggle or in your career. Right. Just being around good, positive people. And by staying positive, being happy, I think that just you naturally will pull in great people. Absolutely. Like, you know? Absolutely. And I want to yeah. touch on, like you said, just being open minded because that's the first time in 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 my episodes that somebody has mentioned that. And I think that's huge being open minded because um I, seeing for myself too is is my family's so different, right? You know, mm. my dad is white with green eyes. My mom is dark. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen all these, you know, different colors within my family. Yeah. So I never really, I, like, I've never really understood what racism was, like, until I got into Ugh. school. And they started, I'm like, wait, that really happens? Like, how do you not, like, I'm, I'm so, like, baffled by it. <laughs> right, right. And I'm so glad that I was, you know, have such a diverse background and seeing yes. that because it's really made me appreciate and enjoy so much more in life. You know, I love to sit down. That's why I do it. I love sitting down and talking to people and having conversations yeah. because I learn and I grow. Right, and right. keeping yourself to having an open mind is the only way that we're going to grow because if you, you're closed-minded. How are you going to accept right, any right. new information? You know and, you, and like you talked about, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's about diversity, right? It's, yeah. it's how diverse your, your, your camp is, the people you've been around. Um, you know, I've been blessed to have found hip-hop as an outlet when growing up, you know, like... You know, I used to learn, you know, I learned how to freestyle. Right, right. I was battling people in, in cafeterias and, and, and shit. So it was, uh, it, that brought me to a more culturally diverse group of friends. And I've yes. always had a culturally diverse group of friends. I never had, you know, just hung out with, you know, I'm Peruvian. So I didn't just hang out with Peruvians all the time. You know, right, I didn't right. just hang out with white people all the time. It was always a mix of different cultures till this day. Like mm -hmm. you, my friends come from all over the place, like Italy, Spain, South America, black, white, Asian, Filipino, you name it. Like, it's just a mix of people. And that's what I, you know, to me, if it's like I meet a group of people and it's all the same, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, red flag, uh, you know, because I, I think you just, you want to be around different people because it just, they bring other views and other perspectives yes. and they just help you grow as a person. I think that's, you know, super important to, to, to have. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely like I said, open mind is one of the, I think the first times I've heard this on the show. So I am so glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also I think like I said, you know, when you're trying to be a good person and all these things, you have to have very strong morals, right? So for you, what are some of your most important morals or morals that you live by on a day-to-day -day basis? Let's see for sure is, I mean, karma, right? Or the golden rule. <laughs> so to me, it's just like, you know, you know, be good to others and then like others will be good to you. Right. So, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, I always at least try to, you know, be there for people, be there for my friends. Um, you know, it's something that is, I always bring with me, I carry that mantra with me, um, everywhere I go. Um, I think also, uh, yeah, I would probably say that's probably like the core of, of everything, right? It's just being good to people, you know, have, making sure that you're surrounded by good people. I think that's like, you know, probably one of the most important things. And I touched on honesty, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you know, just being honest uh, and that coincides or, or with being a good person, right? So I would say those are probably my core, my, my core too. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I, I Preach that to my daughter, just treating people with love and kindness. Like my, right. my thing yeah, is, yeah. is, and I say this out every show, but I, I, I love people. I genuinely yeah. just love Likewise. people. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like I think they're fascinating. It's amazing to see, you know, what they've been through, what they've been able to accomplish, their ups, their downs and stuff yeah. like that. And just seeing again, the difference in the diversity is what's just so 
amazing mm-hmm. about what I love about living here, like especially in the United States, because I've gotten to see so many different people, so many backgrounds. You know, I was right. brought here when I was 20 days old. Um, you know, my sister was raised in Puerto Rico for like eight years, and she I can see more of the Hispanic and the more, um, I guess, like the Puerto Rican in her mm-hmm. than myself. And to me, like, I can't really say that I, I, like you said, when it comes to music, you know, I have. I love hip-hop, R&B. I can listen yeah, to Sada Sama at Endgame. One of yes. my best friends, Dan Welton, and I used to go to his house all the time, and we would listen to Metallica and ACDC yeah, and, it's a mix. and Nirvana and, and, and so my many Spotify different things. My Spotify will blow your mind. Yeah, like, you know I, mean? I, it, I mean, it is a mixture of just, it is a, just a smorgasbord of different, you know, back, you know, different types of music, like country, jazz, hip-hop, you know, um, folk, rock Metal, right. every like literally a little bit of everything, and it's you know, and I think that's what helps. That that's definitely a big part of what helps us succeed. You know, being able to again to oh, find common ground with anybody and everyone. You know, what I mean, like yeah, I yeah. feel so confident in my ability to go into any room with any type of person, be able to have, sit down and have a conversation and relate in some way or yeah. form because I've been you know so open and 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 uh, exposed to so many different things. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and, and and also with this show is too is like I have like a lot of friends who may their dad may or may not have been there in their lives for one reason or mm. another and I think it's so important to have strong male role models yeah absolutely. you know in our lives you know I mean I, and I say that to an extent because I know moms are great I mean your mother's always going to be there your mom's your mom and that was one thing that my dad has instilled in me he would always tell me like you can treat me however you want but respect your mother. Um, you know, but it's also important to have, you know, that good relationship with a male role model to help guide, especially being a guy, you know, yeah, I mean? like if your mom can't teach you what it is to mm-hmm. be a man as much as she wants to, mm-hmm. you know, but it's very difficult. Um, so, so with you and, and, and your dad mm-hmm. growing up, what was your relationship with your dad? What's your relationship with your dad? like? Wow. So my dad, it's funny because, um, my dad's been, my dad's my best friend. So I tell my dad absolutely everything. There is no secret my dad doesn't know. Right. So he is. You know, growing up, he's, you know, because he had to work so much to provide for mm-hmm. his family, you know, he came to this country with nothing, you know, really made something of himself, became a landscaper and then started his own company and kind of snowballed, you know, his success snowballed from there. Right. So um, my relationship with my father, you know, it was it was it's always how do I put this. It's like it's never smooth sailing with parents. Right. right. It's always it's always a, a bumpy, rocky road. But I think the best thing that my dad I learned from my dad it was hard work focus ethic um ethics um and good work ethic uh you know because he was always on top of me making sure it's like hey you're you know you gotta do your homework you gotta do this you gotta do that you know he was on literally like like you're not you're gonna be grounded if you don't get a good good grades right awesome so you know but I I don't think that we became close until I would probably say the past like mm, like eight years right because like I think when once you're like in adulthood, <laughs> right. your relationships and the dynamics change, right? Yes, because yes. like now you're able to share, you know, you're able to share a beer, you're able to have a drink, you're able to talk about things, you're able to share things. You know, like you didn't want to share a lot of those things with your parents, you know. So I think um, with my dad, it's it was kind of like at the beginning we didn't have a lot of those conversations, a lot of that like deep talk. Um, and I think as now like. In, in the, an adult mentality, an adult mm-hmm. setting, it's it's completely different. And I think, um, you know, my dad has been, you know, one of my biggest role models and you know, watching him work hard to get what he, you know, what he has and what he's been able to achieve with like very little education. Um, and he's 
one of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, that relationship, like seeing him and, and was, was a great example for me. And I know a lot of people don't have that, you know, and I think that, um, you know, it was good to see him, you know, come home from work, you know, like really late. I was like, Oh wow, this guy is working his butt off. Like I really need to work harder. Right. So, you know, and, and, and for me, you know, my dad always made sure he's like, Hey, your only job is to get good grades and focus. Right. So, and he really like gave me that room uh, to do to do that uh, and now our sort of our our relationships improved so much you know uh, you know since I you know I came out I you know I told you mm-hmm. told you what was it like 2017 I keep it, 2018 you know I came out as bisexual um, the first person I told was my father uh, so he I never thought I was gonna get like I thought I was gonna get like a really bad reaction because <laughs> like you know my dad, you know, he was, you know, your typical traditional macho Latino. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so it was, uh, you know, and growing up, sometimes a lot of that would leak out, right? A lot of the, uh, that macho-ness, you know, like, you need to be in sports, you need to do this. And I'm like, I don't want to do sports. <laughs> I want to create, you know? You know, I had to, like, hide a lot of the stuff that, you know, all my life I had to hide things, right? Mm-hmm. I had to hide my, my Vogue magazines. I couldn't be into fashion because men couldn't do fashion, right? Right. Now I'm in I'm in Parsons and I'm in I'm, I'm in uh, doing a program with FIT as well, and he's my biggest cheerleader. You know, he's like, "What are you doing? When are you launching this line?" <laughs> so like, he's really pushing me to like, you know, get you know, push my dream. You know, so uh, yeah. So I would say my relationship with my dad start off really rocky. A lot of it is because of that. You know, um, me just not being able to be myself. Right. Um, to finally coming out and then like, you know, us creating an even stronger bond, right? Because he's, I've, I've been able to be myself in front of him, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, but yeah, he's, he's an incredible role model and he's growing as well as a person. And that's one thing I think sometimes we forget is like parents yes. grow. Right, <laughs> they're right. still growing, right? So they're still learning. They're still, you know, they come from a very different, you know, very classic Catholic upbringing right uh and that brings you know some very you know closed-mindedness a little bit sometimes Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of great stuff but you know also you know a little bit of closed-mindedness and he's become such an open mind he's been a great listener uh you know as a member of the lgbt you know he's you know uh you know i've been able to share that that world with him and some of like the vocabulary that confuses everybody these days sometimes too um so it's been great to have his support and it just has caused our, our bond to be even 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 better so and, and i think that's what you said too coming is i mean i guess technically i'm well second generation because i was born in puerto rico but boy when i was so young but Mm-mm. and my dad again growing up in puerto rico and having that strong like said latin background and you know what i mean like the whole macho-ness and all those things it kind yeah. of really uh hindered our relationship and the funny thing is too is as i got older um, you know, and I started becoming my own self and stuff. Our relationship has improved a lot as well. And I think it's just that too. They had to take that time to learn and adjust and realize a whole different thing and, and, and transform yeah. themselves. But you um, gotta, you, you, it's like, we have to put And this one thing that I even tell my friends recently is like, you have to put in the time to evolve that relationship. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a lot, I, I ask my friends sometimes, it's like, when's the last time you, you shared a beer with your dad or like took your dad out for dinner, you know, like. You can you can shift the the from that sort of parent and child relationship to a friendship, and I think that's the most beautiful thing when you become an adult is you're able to 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 shift that right and and start to 
you know, create uh, a relationship that's more of a friendship. And I think that's that's something that sometimes we forget right. is still possible. You can you can actually do that. And, and yeah. So, yeah, no. And and I know that you're saying that too, just coming out and him being the, your dad, the first person you told mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I guess. Most of it came like being scared to disappoint him because the whole macho thing, you know, yeah. wanted to make yeah. sure that you're the, the man's man. Um, yeah. You know what's so funny <laughs> is that while well, you're bringing up that, one of my my all time favorite Spanish songs growing up was um, El Gran Barón. Ah, El Gran Barón. Um, and, 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 and who's the who's the I singer? Willie Colón. Willie Colón. Yes. And and for the people, I'll just into it, but it's it's all about the story about. A guy who has a son who wants his son to be a man's man, who his son yeah, turns, yeah. grows up and ends up being gay and, and wanting to be a woman and losing so much time because it wasn't what he wanted and they didn't speak and they ended yeah. up passing away without really finishing that relationship. Yeah. And that, I'm just starting to get the chills thinking about that song. Like, <laughs> that it, song is that's a, you such guys an emotional to song. song. It is incredible. Um, but yeah. it's such a wonderfully told story and seeing that and, and I'm sure, like I said, like a lot of people, I guess yourself, I had to, having to go through that. What was it that that um, made you feel comfortable enough or gave you the courage to come out and say, hey, dad, you know, I'm bisexual? Yeah, yeah. So, well, technically, so my dad was the first person I told that I was going to come out, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I've had the, the, the blessing of having actually one of my, one of my um, uh, good friends, uh, Eva, uh, she's been a good friend. I think you might you actually know her, but her mom... Uh, you know, was a big mother figure to me growing up. And she was a really good friend of mine. She was actually the first person I was like, hey, you know, I think I'm actually bisexual. So, but, you know, um, I think what, it came to a point where I was just like tired. You know, I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just need to be myself. You know, I had fallen in love with women and I've, you know, fallen in love with men. Um, And also when, when I would be in pain because of, you know, a relationship with a guy, I wouldn't have, you know, people necessarily. I would have my closest friends that knew that knew I was bi, um, but I wouldn't have my 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 parents or my family to like run and tell them about like, hey, you know, this person just hurt me. Be there for me, right? Like you you don't have that that dynamic that support system. And I was in a in a very dark place, and you know, I was just like, you know what, I can't do this more. I got I got to just be myself. Um, and so I decided I was like, you know what, my dad's either gonna like flip out <laughs> and something told me like I don't think he will but it was always in the back of my head like that reaction and I think that's what people are just so scared mm-hmm. uh, to do something like that um, but I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it and you know I you know I told him I didn't come out to my mom for like another year after that because like my mom was definitely the hardest <laughs> my mm. mom was definitely the hardest but um yeah i think that's what really gave me the courage was just that that moment in time where i'm like you know what i need my family to help me go through get through what i need to get through um it was almost like circumstance um but at the same time i was also um you know like at a place where i was just like like i said i was just exhausted of having to hide that part of me and i was also surrounded by good people Right. That love me for who I am. And that also gave me strength. Right. I was like, these guys will never turn their back on me. Like my best friends will never do that. So I just decided I was like, this is I think this is just the right time. So Now, when when like cause you just said like you, you said you think you're bisexual, stuff like that. Like when how did you realize that that was a case or, you know, was it? Yeah. Like yeah. Like, well, or? I knew it was um, I knew I was bisexual back when I was like I would say I was basically like a sophomore. No, no, no. I was a junior in high school. So actually, um, you know, and I had dated women for most of my, my, 
my dating life, I guess, at that, at that time, right, right? Right, right? And my sexual life. But uh, yeah, so it's always been women. So I was like, you know, when I fell in love with a guy for the first time while I was in high school, I was like, what the hell? Like, what is this? Like, this is this is weird, right? Because mm-hmm. I just didn't, I was, I never had that sort of emotional connection with a guy. It's always been women. So I just questioned myself. I was like, am I gay? And I just, that, that was a big thing. I didn't even know at that time, I didn't even know the term bisexual necessarily, right? Because I was just like, well, I just fell in love with this guy, right? And then over the years, it was like, but wait, but I'm still, like, attracted to women. I'm still very into women. Um, so I'm, I was like, it was like a ball of confusion for me, mm-hmm. right? So then obviously with the power of Google, <laughs> you start to, like, research. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, what's my tribe? Like, what's, what, what is this thing? And, you know, bisexuality is a real thing. And it, it, it's bisexuality... Um, the bisexual community is very heavily discriminated against also by the LGBT community. It's something I speak about a lot um, because you have people within the community that are always like second guessing the bisexual community or you have people, you know, even, you know, heterosexual people especially are, you know, oh, bisexuality is not a thing. Like you're either hiding behind it if you're a guy. Right. Or like you haven't made up your mind or you haven't made a decision. They want it black and white. They want it black and white. And even to this day, you know what's funny is even even to this day, I get people, they're like, oh yeah, but you like girls more or you like guys more, right? And I'm like, no, this is not how it works. Right, right. It's like when you meet two people, like who do you like more? You know, it's like you have to talk to them. You have to get, feel the vibe. So it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's just something that, you know, it's going to, it's always a struggle. It's always a struggle. It's like, you know, you're not, you're not straight enough for this person. You're not this enough for that person. You just got to feel out people and, and see who you connect with. And that's just, that's just part of my journey. So, so and just forgive me if I'm prying a bit too much. Like, no, 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 no. Ask away. Open book. The guy that you fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Now, was that somebody who was openly gay and you were just confused? No, no, no. no. So like, that, yeah, no, 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 no. That was not, um, no, that was a, um, at, at that time was not, you know, he's not, he's actually not out at all. But, um. Yeah, that would, that's what made it even more difficult, right? Was because we were both just not going to expose, <laughs> you know, right. our relationship to anybody. I mean, it's it's it was a very delicate situation, and you know, it's and that's just the level of complexity sometimes I fall into. And you know, luckily, you know, now I'm kind of just at a place where, like, you know what, like, you know, I need to be with people or be with somebody that's very comfortable with who they are, whether it's a girl, whether it's a guy, and also very comfortable to be with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yeah, the thing. And yeah. I'm, I'm just at that age where I'm just like, I can't I can't do that anymore. So. But yeah, at the time, it was very hidden. It was very hidden, very closeted. Um, and, you know, and that, that was unfortunate, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's just life. <laughs> well, yeah, no, definitely. And, and, and as I said, like another reason why I wanted to sit down and talk with you, because I remember, um, again, like following you back with like 2018, 2019 mm, mm, around mm. there um, and, and seeing at that time you you were. Like 300 pounds, something like that. Yeah, man. I hit 362 pounds, bro. That's crazy. It is crazy. And it contributed. I mean, that that complexity of, 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 you know, my sexuality, depression. My parents' divorce also had a lot to do with that back in, um, what was like 2004, I believe. I had just graduated um, high school. Yeah. Just graduated high school, going into college, and I got hit with that. And it was very difficult for me and my sister. But, um, yeah, so those things, uh, plus, you know, my sexuality, discovering myself, all those things just came down as like really deep depression. 
and I turned to food. I turned to food like a lot of people do, right? Yeah. They just whoosh, they turned to food, and I just went to an extreme, man. Like I just just couldn't stop, and I binged all the time. Every time I was in these really dark relationships or situations or dynamics, like I would just gravitate to food as my sort of healing mechanism, and so that really just became you know, just super toxic. And I just, you know, started building up, you know, it started at like 210 pounds and 250, 300, just, you know. And it's easy to ignore. You don't get on scale. You don't look at it. Yeah, I just refuse to accept it. Yeah. But when that doctor, I remember remember that doctor, um, Dr. Yu, shout out to Dr. Yu, my doctor. Uh, But she, I remember when she said the words, you are morbidly obese. Mm. That's when I was like, oh my God, this is like real life. Like I literally just hit that. You know what I mean? So that that's when it became like, holy crap, I need to like do something. And also my doctor was like, you're going, you're either going to do something or you're going to die. So, you know, that's when I decided to get bariatric surgery. And that was super life changing. Till this, I mean, this is, I, I, I wish I'd have done it sooner. I mean, it really gave me my confidence back. It, it gave me, um, you know, reason to like keep going, you know? So I think that's, you know, it was something I definitely do not regret to this day. No, and and I was getting to that too because, like I said, I, like I told you before the show, and seeing those pictures of you back then, like mm. looking at that, I seen such a sadness in your eyes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, you know, even though, like again, like I guess oh. you were at like you know like places eating with your friends and surrounded by so many people and stuff, but you were really sad. Oh yeah. And, you know, it and was I could really, see that. And, yeah. And after, like I said, remember you made the announcement out there coming out that you're a bisexual and mm-hmm. letting the world know and stuff. And seeing the huge 180 and just like the sense of relief. Um, Honestly, I just freedom. decided to put myself first, man. Like that's basically what it come down to. Like I just got to the point where like, I, I love myself enough to not die, number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was like, I need to get the surgery. Uh, COVID hit yeah. <laughs> way yeah. at the time, right? And like it actually was a blessing and a curse. Obviously, curse all the terrible things that COVID brought, right? But right, right. It, it allowed me to focus because I was yes. just inside the house. Um, so I just started losing all that weight and like, you know, my confidence started coming back and like, you know, I, I think I, I was, I was always perceived as confident, but it was very much like a defense mechanism Mm -hmm. where I'm just like, I'm, I want to be the life of the pie. I want to be like, you know, all time energy. I'm still that person, but it's like authentic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like I actually am like loving life right now. Like I'm having a good time and it's almost like I'm making up for lost time as weird as it sounds. Cause like so many people, sometimes they criticize me like, Oh, Hey, you're going out a lot and you're partying. And I'm like, listen, man, like I have a new lease on life. Like, please like, <laughs> let me have my fun. I want to go and have a good time, obviously in moderation at times, you know, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So, but I think a lot of that comes to like, and again, like we said before the show is, is, is jealousy, you know, mm. because I said, too, like I said, you know, um, for me, people who are out capable to go out there and be themselves. That's why I said Dennis Rodman was, I loved him so, love him so much. I think he's just an amazing person because he was the first person I've seen like doing all these wild and crazy things in the whole world telling him you can't, you shouldn't, you, and he's, he doesn't care, just doing what he wants to and being happy. Yeah, and then it's like when this whole thing came out with whole North Korea and him going over, I'm like, our savior and grace from like a to- like World War Three is Dennis Rodman. Like, Yo, that's funny. You know I know, I mean? right? Like, why would they send his <laughs> like, ass over there? Yeah, that's funny, You know, man. he goes over there and, and he's, he's, he's so cool. So so I think a lot of that, like you said, people coming to you and be like, oh, you're doing this too much. It's more of a place of jealousy. Like they want to do that, but they're just maybe not confident enough or have mm, that mm, belief mm. in themselves to be able to do that. Yeah, you know? no, 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 I hear you. Yeah, it's 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 like, 
you know, even even with fashion, right? Like I've been, you know, I always like I always make fun of Stanford. I feel like us as a city is a little like backtracked a little. Like mm-hmm. we're still like we try to be New York City, but we're not there <laughs> in diversity or in like open mindedness yes, yet. Yes, yes. But we're putting we're gonna put that like Stanford's getting on the map, right? Like yeah, we, we yeah. want you know, we wanna, you know, build up Stanford in terms of a place where you could just be yourself. But like when I lost the weight, that was the first thing I did was just like, I wanna just try on different shit. Like I wanna like wear all the brands I've always wanted to wear because I love fashion. So I was like, you know, I wanted to like experiment with different styles and experiment and and try on different things. And like, you know, I would always like, I'm thinking, Oh, what, you know, what can I mix and match and like put out there? Um, because I have that new like confidence Mm -hmm. and that like freedom of just being myself. Right. Right, And that's, and you know, sometimes people are going to see what I wear and be like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm going to wear what I want to wear and people in Stanford are going to be like, what the hell? And that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just get to just experiment and have fun. And like, that's what, um, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said jealousy is just like, I just don't care. Like, I'm just going to be me and you're going to either like me or you're going to hate me. I'm going to post things that you may not like and, or you may like, and I'm just not going to care if you don't, you know, but I always accept constructive feedback. <laughs> so, right, you right. know, if you didn't like something, just tell me why, you know, I'm always like open to that conversation, you know? So. And it's bigger that you touched on that too, that I've been saying this a lot lately too. And the biggest thing that, that my mom would always say, cause like, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. my mom would always tell me, you know, I would rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. Mm, you know, that's and right. like she's comfortable that's right. as she says, I don't bite my tongue. I am who I am. And if they love me, great. And if they don't, then oh well. Mm. Um that's that's a huge thing with that too, especially with the whole fashion thing. And I know you're touching on that and then going to um what school are you going to now again? Yeah, so I'm actually in two programs right now. I'm um doing FIT. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a sneaker design program with FIT and I've got a uh streetwear design program with uh Parsons. So I'm doing that. On the side when I have free time. <laughs> so, like I said, getting into that, because I, I, mm-hmm. I know, um, you know, taking to this point and everything that happened before, like, you know, not being able to, hiding your Vogue magazines and all yeah, this things, yeah. and keeping that hidden and stuff for, for the fashion. Like, when was your first, I guess, um, uh, when did you fall in love with fashion, I guess would say? Wow, that. definitely high school. High school, I fell in love with fashion. And it was just, at the time, it was like urban wear is mm-hmm. the term, right? So, Urban wear didn't transform into streetwear until like the 2000s. So when you look at the 90s, you had uh, brands like Rockaware, yeah, Mecca, <laughs> you know, like Fubu, uh, and Nietzsche. Fubu, you know, and Nietzsche. Like I mean, you know, uh, you know, what is it? What is um, Amber Walker? I think it was Amber Walker. Um, Walkerware, which is um, another another pioneer of urban wear fashion. But at that time, it was called urban wear. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all my friends were wearing it again. I was very, very much like pulled into like hip hop culture. Um, and I wanted to wear what, you know, the artists were wearing. I wanted to wear what LL was wearing, what Usher was wearing. Like I wanted to wear what, you know, and also like the people I was hanging out with, like we all, like it was just the fit to wear at the time. And, and that's what sucked me into like fashion in the first place is like, you know, getting that fresh fit, like ready for school you know, like talking to your friend, talking to your boys about, oh, where'd you get you? You went there. at that time. We had a store called Maximus on um, and on Atlantic Street. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, the yeah, place yeah. to go to get the latest fit. Like it was just the place. I, I, it was great. Like and you know, I just fell in love with. It started off with Urban, and then after that, I was like, you know, I I, I discovered Alexander McQueen, which is like genius designer. 
um, uh, from England and, you know, he combined sort of punk rock and, and couture and, you know, and I started watching, like, I started to like, uh, you know, purchase like, like fashion magazines. It was originally like hip hop music magazines, like source magazine, like, and then it was like, okay, now I'm like, I'm going into the pages of Vogue. But like I said, I had to hide a lot of that stuff. Right. So, but, uh, that's kind of what it, what it started for. So urban wear was what, what really sort of influenced me and pulled me into, into fashion in high school. So middle, then basically middle school into high school. That's nice. When I nice. And I know, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, recently just lost, um, a very big, uh, fashion, Virgil Abloh, man. Yeah, Virgil Abloh. And, um, you spent, he was like one of your role models and stuff. Yeah. I what, can't, what, what is it about him that oh, man, was Virgil. made him your role model? Somebody that you just like loved. I, so I have a book mm-hmm. called Abloisms and I, <laughs> you guys need to like get this book. It's a really tiny book. It's a coffee table book, but every now and then I open it up. Um, and what I loved about Virgil is his, his view on creativity as a, as its own creative outlet. And that sounds a little weird to say, but it's like he embraced creativity you know, he embraced open-mindedness and he, he, you know, he did things, and this is one of the quotes they published is like, he did things for the 17 year old child of him, his, like he, he did it for his 17 year old self. Right. And, and that's why a lot of his designs are like playful. A lot of his, you know what I mean? And he also elevated streetwear. He elevated something that I was, I grew up with being, you know, something that was like you know, secluded on a, in a section in Macy's and that was like sort of categorized as urban wear as a way to sort of marginalize the, the group of people that were purchasing and you and wearing it, which was, you know, black and Latinos right at the time. Right. Um, white people weren't, was, they weren't wearing FUBU right, <laughs> like right. maybe one or two, but for the majority it was minorities. Right. So, and I believe, I think that he is one of, so he, he he did um, high fashion influenced by streetwear. And he was kind of one of the first pioneers to actually do that, right? So, you know, you, you I saw his, like, you know, his first his first runway show as Off-White. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> it's, like, incredible. And out-of-the-box thinking, like, pushing the envelope of, you know, very simple things can be, you know, sort of elevated and reintroduced and reimagined. Um, and also like his career and, 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 you know, yeah, everything from his, uh, you know, his partnership with Kanye, Mm -hmm. his work, you know, he became the first black, you know, creative director for Louis Vuitton, men's Louis Vuitton. I mean, that's, that's incredible. You know, that's huge. Um, and you know, I've been following his career for a while now and, uh, I just, it's such a loss. Like I was, I was in my, my, my friend's coffee shop when I, I read the news on Instagram and I was like, completely devastated i like held back tears it was um because like i one of my biggest dreams was to meet this person like i was like i'm going to meet this person and i just wanted to have like a 30 second conversation with this person because he has influenced me so much like he is the reason why i'm back in school you know what i mean like i i want to create uh stuff that you know my 17 year old self was gonna love you know what i mean and i just i, I follow a lot of his um like i said abloisms he's got like a bunch of quotes that really sort of um, talk about creativity and letting go of like the status quo and letting go of like categories and boxes and just, you know, being, you know, sort of challenging yourself to be like 
to make mistakes even in design and in creativity and just like letting go. Um, so yeah, he's, I'm like definitely like super sad. And I never thought I would actually get like emotionally affected by like a celebrity passing away. But this was just so close to home because literally Absolutely, he yeah. was the domino effect to even like trying to push my, like my brand. Yeah. So, And, and, and it's something that you mentioned that too, like, you know, he was designing for the 17 year old self. And I think I said mm. like, I mean, me, me as, as a dad and, and, you know, having my son and stuff like that and, and trying to be a role model to a bunch of, you know, the young generation coming up is yeah. one of the courses that I've, that I've read and a lot is, you know, be the person you wish you had when you were a kid. Mm. You know, I mean, be that, you know, and be able to touch so many people. And that's kind of hopefully what I'm trying to expire to be in and do those. I mean, so it's great that, again, he was designing for the 17 year old him and, you yeah. know, for the people like you. And, you know, now yeah. you've been inspired and being motivated and stuff. And you, know, you mentioned a lot of the quotes about the ableisms and stuff like that. So mm. um, now I'm going to ask, like, what would be your favorite ableism that you've read? I would probably stick with that, man. Like, it's just to, to, create for yourself right it's just a you know because we're so pressured to do what's trendy yes you know what i mean so like i mean and and it's kind of a full pie even in fashion because like you know you you naturally if you're into fashion you're naturally observing trends that's just what we do if we're a fashionista or we we love fashion and design like we just i'm like oh okay so corduroys are back in like <laughs> you know what i mean but he's challenges it in the sense where it's just like if you're at the design from the standpoint of a designer, if you so happen to use corduroy fabric and it so happens to be like the thing that trends and great. But at the moment of creation, just let go of all of that and just do what you want to do and, you know, express yourself in that way. And I think that's probably one of my favorite things about that book is just like it's all about like letting go <laughs> of just what's cool, what's trendy, what's hot, right? Yes, those are things that influence what gets put on a mannequin at the end of the day because you need sales, right, <laughs> let's right, be real. But um, but seeing things from, from a very sort of uh, untainted level or just like, you know, um, you know, not thinking so much about the commercialism of it, but more from the artistic side. So I think that's what's really what I, I love about that book so much. And it's... Wonderful that you mentioned that, too. I remember, I, I, well, last year, actually, I graduated for business administration. So nice. Congrats, bro. From, from Keep college. killing it, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, I wanted to go for Congrats. many reasons. You know what I mean? Like, I finally found something that I loved is just being an entrepreneur and doing that. So I finally yeah, found man. something that I can go back to school with. But also, I wanted to make an example for my son and my daughter. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's never too late. Anything is possible going out there because I didn't. You have uh, two kids? Yeah. Oh, I have wow. two kids. Wow, yeah, man. My daughter just turned six. That's uh, great. Last week, 21st. Wow. Um, and my son is two and a half. He's going to be three in April. It's a blessing, man. That's um, great. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and everybody's different. Like I said, I knew, like, I, for a very early age, I wanted to be a dad. So I'm so blessed to have one of each, like, and a boy and a girl and go through that. And it's so, you know, beautiful to learn all these things. But in, in, in going to school and stuff, like, in marketing, in my marketing class, um, I'm um, not the only one with A plus. I just want to shout that out. There. <laughs> I, mean, I want to brag, but um, you know, one of the biggest things that I've learned in that class that really stuck out was, you know, that be you. 
You know what I mean? Be true to yourself. You yeah, know what I mean? Like sure. when you're creating something, like again, like don't try to follow the trends or because people can see the BS. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? They see that you're trying to get the sales or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. be unique. And now we live in such an era where, you know what I mean? Like if you are yourself, people will gravitate to you. They're easy. Yeah. It's easy to find you. You For know sure. what I mean? For sure. Um, and it's great to be unique and, and, and also tying that into to fashion because um, recently, which I just seen on Disney Plus, which has now been like a, 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 one of my favorite movies now, oh. Cruella. Oh my! Have you God. seen? I yes, know you I had have. not seen it. Absolutely. And and my the and I'm sorry, but spoiler alert, man. <laughs> but when the dump truck came and dumped her out, and then you know she came out, and then it was just like a long. I was, oh and I'm not God. into fashion like that. But no, I was like, man. oh my God! Like the presentation, the like this. I was so captivated. Yeah. By a lot of her outfits and the way that she was herself and unique and went out there and dominated. Yes. You know, being unique and individual. That movie, like. Low key inspired me. Like I'm not even like I'm not even joking. Like I actually watched that. I think I watched it on the plane, and I was like, "How have I not watched this sooner?" Like I mean, what an incredible film! And yes. like it really did inspire me to like keep going, like legit, because like she really was like she became like a phoenix, right? Like she rose yeah, from the ashes. Yeah. Every moment, every moment that she had to like push her brand, right? If we think, if we look at it from yes, a marketing yeah, perspective, exactly. right? She just went over the top and created these. And I started thinking, I'm like, if I ever launch my brand, like if I ever, you know, I, when I launch my brand, start saying, when I do this, um, you know, I, I want to create one of those moments. Like I want like, you know, and I think that's, that's just so inspiring. That movie was like, and I never thought they were going to have such a, like a fashion yeah. angle with it, but I yeah. get it. I get it. It was great. Yeah. I was so taken back and, and, and how much. I was really like on the edge when she started the first one, and then like all mm. the scenes, I was like, "Oh man, like what's she gonna do next? Like what's right. gonna?" What, I was like, "So next? like," yeah. and I was like, "Man, like I really started to understand yeah. the the hype behind fashion, right? You know, and seeing that and really like creating that. So I think it's very important, like you said, you know, creating your own thing, creating your own brand, and it's and, about creating experience. Like one of the things, like yeah, like right now we're living in the experience economy where people crave experiences. Like they create, and, and I hate this, but yes, Instagrammable moments. They create, they 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 crave something different and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things that at least I I want to make sure that you know I take when I you know launch my brand is like to create you know an experience. Like I think Off White, they you know Off White, you know Heron Preston, uh, you know McQueen, like some of the greatest designers, like both in streetwear and like high end couture, like. They create experiences from the moment you walk into those stores, right? From the moment you watch their show mm-hmm. on YouTube when you watch actual runway or you physically go and you get the opportunity to actually go to a fashion show and sit there and watch. And it's an experience like, you you know, everything from the music that's being selected to the who's going to go first and how is the show going to end? And it's like it's it's all a sh- it's it's a show, but it's also somebody's vision that's being com- delivered in a way that's, you know, it's pulling you into an experience. And speaking about like, the shows and runways and stuff that you've been to, I mean, what has has been your favorite one that you've gone to? Um, till this day, Prabal Garoon. So Prabal Garoon, um, I had the blessing of attending one of his fashion shows. It was like two and a half years, um, two, and a, two and a half, about two, three years ago, um, Fashion Week. Um, but this designer is like super colorful. That's one of the big things I learned was to like, 
ever like you got to fuck with some color like because i i am like if you look at like the things i wore before i lost the weight and even after i lost the weight i was wearing a lot i still like i'm wearing like a lot of black and when i watched that show in the combination of like pastels and like colors that i would never fuck with i'm i'm like i really do need to like throw some color in into my life and like i'm starting to play with color now and like you know but that was probably one of my favorite shows and also because the the cast of pose was there I don't know if you ever seen Pose, but Pose is a, an amazing show. Shout out to everybody that, that understands and knows the voguing community, which is an underground dance community. Yeah, I know. It's not underground as much in these days anymore. Mm. Um, but like, you know, I was also very influenced by Vogue. So watching the cast that I, I literally just was like super obsessed with this show and then getting to meet the cast, like that's probably what made it even better and even more of a reason why it's like my favorite my favorite show. So, yeah. Now, getting into like the thing with fashion and stuff like that. I mean, if you had to look at, you know, uh, people who are interested or, or, or wanting mm. to get into that, what would be some advice or some tips that you would give them? Um, to get into fashion? Yeah. Yeah, I would probably say like you definitely don't need to go to school. I think we've had enough designers that have proven that, right? <laughs> um, I think that it's about being thirsty for knowledge. You know, getting a mentor. And that's like with anything. That's mm-hmm. one of my biggest, you know, things that I teach. I try to like push and in, in, in still on people is find a mentor, find people that are out there that are doing what you would like to do or sometimes explore. I mean, sometimes you just don't have to make the decision and say, this is what I want to do. Sometimes it's just exploration. Right. right. Um, but um, I would probably say, yeah, it's probably like, like go out there, try things. Like uh, I love going to mood in the city where it's like all fabrics, like just go. Like, just go expose yourself to as many things in, in the industry and in fashion as much as, you you know, you can. And, like, meet people. <laughs> like, you know, really network is, is probably, like, super, super important. Like, I wouldn't have gone, uh, you know, I've actually I've taken, like, pattern making classes where I can actually cut and create, like, things like a skirt and pants. Um, you know, like, sewing classes. Just go and become a sponge and learn and absorb and find the right people that can can be a blueprint for you to follow, uh, and you know somebody like Virgil, like looking learning at the steps that he took as well, um, and or or some like my 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 one of my uh, mentors. Um, I haven't spoken to her in a while, and I'm sorry. She's, <laughs> uh, but Irina, who's she runs a school in um, South Norwalk. Um, she was my original like fashion design professor, and you know she's taught me so much, and it was. At, be, it was it took me to have the open mind to go and like uh, and find the information and learn uh you know and that's really just like giving me the confidence i needed to kind of pursue these these programs in these really really awesome schools so and i think that goes back like you said which you said again was just being open-minded to these you guys got to be open-minded go out there learn different trial and error and stuff because you don't know what's going to stick and you know what you're going to like um, what you're going to be exposed to. And also, like you said, too, is is creating a very strong network. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of things that we see, like we say around here often is your network is your net worth. Yes. Networking yeah. is everything. Everything. Till this day, for I think I think the past six, seven jobs that I had, at least the past seven jobs that I've had, or at least six, um, were, I didn't apply to any of them. So I didn't get it because I applied. Right. It was because somebody introduced me to somebody that introduced me to this job. Right. And so like and LinkedIn is like just reaching out to people like that's one. That's one thing I always say is like LinkedIn is one of the most powerful tools of the 21st century. 
Like if you're not on LinkedIn, I don't know what you're doing. Like it's, it's so important. It's such a powerful tool and all the opportunities I've had in my career has come from either LinkedIn through networking um, or just somebody word of mouth and, you know, and then that's really helped me in my career and, and, and get to where I am today. No, definitely. And I've seen like you, you've had a wonderful journey and everything that's going on, had a lot of experiences and stuff. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that you're so open with everything so, uh, you know, that you share with us today and yeah. being out there because I think it's important for people, again, to like just give this another somebody to see some, hey, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully somebody sees this and like, you know what, I can relate to that and really inspire yeah, and motivate yeah. them. I um, mean, this is a whole thing behind that. And I know like so through you having so many different experiences and meeting so many different people and having so, such a huge network, um, to you to this day, what has been the um, most, uh, the best advice you received? Explore. That has got to be the best. I mean, and this is something I preach to like people I love and my best friends. I always preach this is like, we are so caught in making decisions, right? Where it's like, okay, I've decided I'm going to be a fashion designer, right? Like, because people are so um, used to, um, playing it safe and they want to have like a very structured path where it's like okay if I do this for two years and then I get this and then my title changes and then I get this and now I get more money and then I get this like it's all laid out there for them so they always they always want to like make the decision of doing something at that moment where what we don't take the time to do is explore something not make any decisions right like I have not technically I've not yet decided I want to I'm going to be in fashion design. I have yet to actually decide that. I know what I want to call my brand name. I know kind of the things that I want to design, but I could be going down this path and decide this isn't for me. I don't know. I, you know, I didn't really like pattern making, for example. Like I hated it. I like, and my professor was like, you're going to hate this power through it. I'm like, okay. You know, and part of the things that like, I, I have like a backlog of things I want to explore. And at the top of that backlog, I prioritize fashion design as a thing to explore, but I have a bunch of other stuff I want to do too. And those are areas of exploration. They're not decision-making things. They're not monumental changes in my life. They're basically things I just want to learn more about. And that's something that exploration muscle is something that we don't do much often. So I'm like pre-planning to already explore music. Like I want to get into audio engineering. Like I want to start to sort of create music. That's something I want to get into. And that's something that very, like Virgil actually influenced me in a lot of that because he's also a DJ. And so, and he also makes music. So for me, it's like, what is your backlog of things that you want to explore? That's the biggest advice that I've ever gotten. It's just like, learn, 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 try things out. Don't try this. Don't try things out to make a, don't get obsessed with the decision mm -hmm. of like being something yet. Just see if you like something, like see if what it, what it, does to you or what it makes you feel before you make a decision and it's something that people i hope take that uh, especially if you're young and you haven't decided on a major yet if you haven't decided on like a career path because that's something we have to do right yeah. it's you know sometimes it's like you know or like even being an entrepreneur making a decision to open a business right like i have my my best friend um you know just opened a coffee shop in south norwalk and like you know like making that decision must, you know, is a you know, very monumental one. Um, but you know, he's, I think entrepreneurs in general are really good at taking risks, right? Cause yeah. they, you know, they, they go and they test the waters with something, they experiment with something, 
you know, and then they just, they make that decision ultimately, but there, that there's room for exploration first before, you know, a bunch of money gets thrown out the window. Right. So I think that's, that's just the, the, the nature of it. And so I would say that's the biggest advice. Don't stop exploring passions and things that you're interested in before. And don't get obsessed with the decision of transitioning your life into that all of a sudden, because you, you feel like it's a good idea right now, you know? No, definitely understand. I've been, I've been saying this too, is that the uh, the road to success is paved with the bricks of failure. Mm. You know, you, you try something, you don't like it, you move on. I remember, again, because yeah. it's high school, you know, it's all about what's going to be your major? What are you going to go to school yeah, for? It's like, and all this pressure. And I was make like, this decision right now or you suck at life. Like, right, <laughs> it's right. It's like, relax. Like, you know, you and, know? And, and it's so funny. It's, it's well, such changing because, again, I, I, I remember I went to school. I was like, you know what? I, I like video games. going to go for, for right, video right, game design. Right. So I, two weeks after graduating high school, I was at Gibbs in my first class mm, mm. doing programming, which I ended up hating, and I yep. dropped out. And I was like, okay, I like computers because they make a lot of money. And that was the thing. Was like, like, what can I do that I like that makes a lot of money? wasn't because I love it, but right. like something that I can make a lot of money off. And I was like, okay, let me do computer networking. Yep. And then I hated it. And then, you know what I mean? Like, and... And then the funniest thing, like what the the one job that I've apart from podcasting, which now like I found my thing was like you know what I love sitting down to people like this is what I've always enjoyed. I I'm so happy doing this was cleaning pools. I love cleaning pools and being a pool tech and pools are just that's like, awesome. Which is so what yeah. I mean, like, and at first I was like kind of like I guess like a little embarrassed. It's like oh like you're a pool boy, but then it's like there's so much involved in it. like there's chemistry which there's a science and a half and, man yeah, that's you know, a science and a half stuff with Absolutely. your hands and all these things and then seeing all these beautiful properties yeah, yeah. and all these things was just such an eye opening thing which i do love doing and i mean anytime mm-hmm. i go to a pool like i'm like all right i can i'm like i can tell you where the filter is without even knowing like seeing the layout because i know the design of how the pools mm-hmm. are and where everything is and how it works and and it's something that i'm passionate and it's okay like you got to go out there and do different because you don't know what you're going to like yeah yeah you don't know what you're going to enjoy doing and and yeah. and it's important to enjoy love what you're doing and then you'll be able to make money off of yeah. it. You know and I'm saying you, you'll find a way yeah. to transition that. Like Absolutely. right now, I mean, I love doing pottery. I'll find a way to start making money off of this and doing all these things, but this is where I'm happiest at. Right, right. And I want to enjoy doing yeah. this. Like people ask me all the time, it's like, do you love what you do right now? And I'm like, yeah, I lo- I'm in product development right now. So I, I help companies like, you know, like Fubo and like, you know, uh, you know, technology companies improve their products, right? It, you know, when people ask me, it's like, what do you do? And you, do you love what you do? I love I love what I do. So why are you like still in school? And I'm like, what do you mean? I can't find more things I love to do. Like, <laughs> like what is, what, what is the question? But it's because people are just so caught into like, you need to be doing things. That's like your career. And like, you're thinking, I'm like, I love my career. Like I would not trade that for anything right now. Like it is, every, it, it keeps me exploring more things. And it's funny. Cause like in product development, we run experiments like to, to see whether the changes that we make to the products will work or not or if it will help users have a better experience, right? And it's almost like taking that same experimental approach with just everything in your right. life, right? It's just like, try things out. If it doesn't work, try something else. Like, But the, the whole point is having that mentality to continuously explore. That's what, um, like I said, is the, the biggest advice that I ever received. Um, and it's something that, you know, I, you know, I use in my career and also just to, to, to learn and discover new things, new passions. Right. So, um, and continuously working on that backlog, I have, 
you know, real estate is something else. Like I, I love the real estate. I just always am looking at houses. I'm yeah, always looking at yeah. like, you know, that's one thing that I've, I've always wanted to, and I was actually going to school for that. And then, uh, you know, I had to put things on pause for, for various reasons, but, um, and then I also was, uh, like I said, audio engineering, um, interior design is in there as well. Like I love like, you know, and, and that's why I think going back to Virgil, he did architecture, music, fashion, art he's created sculptures like he's gone beyond just what he's doing getting paid for you know what i mean and what he's getting paid for he still loves he's just finding other things he loves and when you have that you know that uh when you identify thing as something that you love or something that makes you happy keep exploring it keep going and like imagine if like like there's people that are like successful in their careers and they don't even love what they do right imagine where they would be if they're doing something they love to do and how successful they would be, you know what I mean? So anyway, so again, going back to the exploration, super important. Um, and I hope everybody takes the time to explore what they love and, and all that jazz. So and I think that ties into, um, just that, like where we were raised in a society where again, like labeling, you know what I mean? Like you want to <sighs> label you as a product manager. That's all you are, but why? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're ever, ever loves this, <laughs> he does that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and the more we enjoy out of life, because we only have one life, yeah. you know, live it to the fullest. We might find 10 different things that we enjoy doing and find the time to do it and, 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 and be successful. So it's okay. I think it's, like, important that I tell, like, the young people, it's okay not to know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be confused. Yeah. It's okay to, you know, want to try different things. Like, do those things, because that's what's going to help you yeah, find absolutely. out what you want to do, trial and error, uh, and, and figure those things out. Now, no one wind down. So I got one last question for mm-hmm. you. Um, so my last question is: is again, like again, based on your life experience and everything that yeah. you've gone yeah. through, um, looking at the younger generation, what is one piece of advice you would give them? Oh man, I mean, just be yourself, and just just be yourself. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Is just uh, be fearless in in you know in exploring who you are and exposing who you are. And just being yourself because I think that's the most beautiful thing is when you have the courage to do that, I think nothing can stop you, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have, you don't have to adjust what you say or what you do to make certain people happy. And you don't have to, you know, you march to the beat of your own drum. You, it becomes a domino effect for everything in your life. And from it will stem success from it will stem the relationships that you engage with, right? The people, your camp, you know, like if you're yourself, then the people that are going to be around, you're going to be genuine because you're being genuine. And, and those people are always going to push you and propel you forward because those are the type of people you're, 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 you're pulling into your, into your camp, you know? So I would say that's my number one piece of advice is just be you. And that's it. And, and, you said that, you know, bring people to you and closest, but the, the number one thing, the most important thing that it's going to bring you is happiness. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? That you can wake yeah. up every day and just be happy knowing that you're yourself. Absolutely. Because, um, like, again, we've both been through that, you know, trying to uh, live a lie. And, and, and I'll say this again, too. I think Jim Carrey said it best when he said that Ugh. depression is your body telling you it's tired of playing this character. Right. Right, that's right. I remember that. You know, <laughs> I, I remember that, that clip. And I was like, one of my lowest, and I'm like, oh my God, like, that's yeah. what this is. Yeah. 
Um, so, so I mean, thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate you oh, coming man. on my show. This has been me. awesome. This yeah, this is amazing dope, bro. <laughs> um, so thank so you so fun. much. Uh, and as always, everybody, like I always tell you, man, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed.